You are listening to Triple H 100.1 FM and that is Suave Connections by Michael and Curtis Ben Hayen from their dance album. You are joining me on a Sunday morning, slightly cloudy out there. Now, Stay in the Loop is a show that covers health and well-being through connection to people. People in our community and people beyond who share with us their experiences, their choices and consequences, and regardless of age, their innate wisdom. By discerning and getting a sense of what is transferable from what these guests share, we can choose to apply the relevant aspects in our lives and in our community and develop programs that found a more sustainable, loving and heartfelt way to be with each other, thereby improving our physical and our mental health. This week's show is highlighting a very specific issue, gender-based violence. I attended the Walk the Talk community walk hosted by Sir Optimist International in Hornsby. It kicked off a 16 days of activism against gender violence campaign and was perfectly timed to coincide with White Ribbon Day here in Australia. The call is to raise awareness. We're asked to orange the world. Perfect for this show as Triple H is already plastering orange as far as we can see. You'll see that I have changed my Twitter and Facebook picture and I'll add links on the website if others feel to do the same. Um, I did a great many interviews as we walked the course this Friday morning and then into the morning as the event expanded by the fountain in Hornsby with information stalls and speeches. There were um, there are too many to cover in one day, so this will be a two-part show, which, bearing in mind we're at the start of 16 days of raising awareness, is perfect, as I will be contributing to the awareness, oranging the world for just a little bit longer. During the interviews you'll hear, we have voices from the community, both younger and older, all wise, with personal experiences of how it has affected them and what it means. The call from many as we found last week for International Men's Day, is for violence to stop in general. But we can't look beyond the statistics that men are all too often the perpetrators of gender-based violence. And it seems from the many interviews I did that it comes down to control and that loss of control. So I would put forward that perhaps this need for control comes from a lack of self-worth and a lack of self-esteem And then that gets thrown into trying to control things around us in our lives. And when people don't subscribe to that picture um, and they don't bow to the control, there's a reaction that far outstrips the situation. So being very clear, there is a never, never, ever a call for violence to be the answer to any discussion or situation. Violence is not what babies do when they're born. It doesn't come naturally to them. They're loving beings. And we should perhaps be reminded of that if there is ever an attempt to justify violence or aggression. It's a reaction. And as many of my interviews before now with psychologists and counsellors have shown over many of the previous shows which you can listen to, it's a behaviour that that masks an underlying hurt or an underlying issue that really needs to be resolved. The statistics this morning are short and to the point. Two women killed every week on average this year. One woman hospitalised every three hours. And the impact of this on children is enormous and life-changing. Family violence is everybody's business. My first recording this morning is from the speeches that were at the community event 
recently on Friday. Uh, there is the there is the commander of the Hornsby and Kuringai commands, and then we have Matt Keane, and then we have Stephen, who uh, talks from an ambassador's point of view about what the Walk the Talk and the commitment to White Ribbon means to him. So without further ado, let me play uh, the Walk the Talk speeches. Firstly, just to say, um, this year there have been 32 homicides that have been domestic violence related. That is, if we think on average, a murder or a homicide, one murder every 10 days. Now with that, that is an increase of 40% from last, this time last year. They are unacceptable deaths, they are tragic deaths. Now with that, the community giving a voice to violence against women and children is important with both the, the police and the community coming together on days like White Ribbon Day and Walk the Talk. Now with that, it reaffirms our ongoing commitment as men and women of this community that violence is unacceptable to to women and children and our vulnerable people in our community. White Ribbon Day, and this is the genesis in terms of Walk the Talk, White Ribbon Day is an international male-led campaign to end violence against women. It originated in the 1990s in Canada and now is um, an event that is across 60 other countries across the world. It is crucial that men lead this conversation about domestic violence. I acknowledge all the men today that have participated. To achieve any cultural shift to address this escalating issue, it is important to have positive male role models. Now, I thank the working committee, both Julie and her staff and her friends, as well as Fiona, my MACLO from Karingai Local Area Command. It is an example of the community and government at both state and local level coming together for the purposes of giving this community dialogue. Speaking about this insidious issue raises awareness It's an important part of that dialogue, as I said. Today, every step, and I understand it was about five kilometres, every step is a collective message that you have participated in. I hope it was loud, and I hope that it is heard inside the private walls of homes. It is a crime, domestic violence. We must stand up, speak out, and act. Police have attended this year 145,000 domestic violence incidents. My police have attended in excess of 750 incidents. That means two every day. And with that, we encourage individuals to speak up in regards to domestic violence and report it. We will take action. We will put the offenders before the court. Now, I know that no community is immune and it doesn't matter where you live in regards to domestic violence, it does occur. One of the things that I have to say is our police 
will always make it a priority. And in fact, Hornsby is not immune. Earlier this year, there was a murder not far from here that had some um, connection in regards to a domestic violence relationship. And further, in recent weeks, my police have actually put a male before the court for a solicitor to murder that related to a domestic violence relationship. These matters need to be addressed and we may need to take action. It is time to bring the issue of domestic and family violence out from behind closed doors. There are too many victims. The community needs to challenge and change the disrespectful attitudes and values and behaviours. Some people say that it is not our business, it's private business, but that's not correct. It is our business, it's everyone's business. Thank you, Julie. Thank you very much, Jenny. Really appreciate that. Really appreciate the work that the police do under such trying circumstances. Thank you. Now, we have with us today Stephen Woodhill, who is the White Ribbon Ambassador and who's kindly given up his time to attend our event this morning. Thank you so much, Stephen. Would you like to say a few words? Thanks, Julie. Good morning, everybody. Um, my name is Stephen Woodhill. I'm a White Ribbon Ambassador. Um, first of all, thank you very much, everybody, for turning up to join the, uh, the Walk the Talk uh, walk this morning to support White Ribbon Day. Um, it is, as, uh, as everyone's been saying, Australia's campaign to prevent men's violence against women. As most of you know, White Ribbon is the world's largest movement of men and boys working to end men's violence against women and girls, promoting gender equality and seeking to create a new vision of masculinity. White Ribbon Australia is part of what is a global movement, wants all women in this country to live in safety, free from violence and abuse. We focus on primary prevention, stopping violence before it starts. As the father of five children, four are young women, I hope and pray that they are never subjected to any kind of violence, workplace bullying or harassment of any kind. Many years ago I watched my wife as she first entered the workforce suffer workplace bullying as the first woman manager in her department fresh from university. I was silent then, I didn't know what to do. I want to remind you that today we hold the key to impacting our environment so that this negative attitude towards women does not develop and fester. So it is checked as soon as it starts. It is not all right to allow women to be objects. It is not all right to demean them or to consider them less than a man. Bawdy jokes and pornography are not okay. Allowing negative environment about women to exist at the pub, club, sport or in the workplace is just not okay. Such attitudes permeate through society if left unchecked and can end up manifesting themselves in things such as domestic violence, verbal or even physical abuse and bullying. And I know that it's hard not to participate in the bawdy jokes that you uh, have with your mates um, at the pub. Um, it's hard to say you don't appreciate the comments they're making about women, but I do say it isn't good enough. I do remind them, if it happens to me, that women are being, being crude about women. Is, you're being crude about somebody else's daughter or wife. They wouldn't appreciate it if those comments were being made about their daughter or wives. But why, as uh, police have just said, why is this such a big issue for each one of us? It's not good enough that intimate partner violence is the most common type of violence against women. It affects 30% of women worldwide. Over 12 months on average, one woman is killed every week as the result of intimate partner violence. 
Intimate partner violence is the leading contributor of death, disability and in health, ill health in Australia for women aged between 15 to 44. One in four children are exposed to domestic violence, which is recognised as a form of child abuse. In many cases, women are financially trapped. They face the choice of becoming homeless or remaining in their current circumstances. There are insufficient services to help women in this situation. We have over 55,000 homeless women, and one, or, one in two of these are turned away from shelters every night. In Hornsby, in our own area, domestic, this is known as a domestic violence hotspot, and only half the incidences are, rep are reported. Hornsby Kringai Women's Shelter is one of only two women's shelters or crisis accommodation on the North Shore and the Northern Beaches, the other one's in Manly. Together they provide 22 beds. In our area, an average of five women are turned away from shelters on a weekly basis because we're at capacity. In order to combat these horrendous national and local statistics, White Ribbon engages men to stand up, speak out and act to influence actions of men demanding change and driving gender equality. Through education, we will continue to raise awareness, develop creative campaigns and prevention programs and partnerships, and we, so we will continue to strive to highlight the positive role men play in preventing women, men's violence against women and support them for being part of the social change. Thank you all very much for turning up this morning. Thank you, Stephen. Well done. Now, now I'd like to call on Matt Keane. I don't think he needs terribly much introduction. He's the member for Hornsby and he'd like to say a few words. Thank you, Matt. Well, thank you, Julie, and thank you everyone for coming out. What a great day for a walk, yeah? Yeah, pretty good. Not a bad day for a sausage sizzle, thanks to the Lions Club up here. But can I just say, oh, the Seroptimists, I'm sorry. And most importantly, the Seroptimists. Most importantly, the Seroptimists. But it is a great day for a walk. But it's, today is about far more than a walk. It's about raising awareness. It's about raising awareness that violence against women, disrespecting women, is not only unacceptable, it's un-Australian. And today, yeah, we've got a bit of exercise. But most importantly, we sent a very powerful message that we all need to be better brothers, better sons, better fathers and better mates. And that's how we'll bring about the change that this country desperately needs to see. Now, this year alone, the statistics are shocking. We've had 32 homicides, which is a, a result of domestic violence. It is a national disgrace. But for every high-profile victim that we hear of, there are so many more that we'll never hear of. So that's why today is really important. It's really important to focus on this issue. It's really important that we as a community then take steps to address it. Because I hope that today is the start of the end of domestic violence, not only in our community, indeed across our nation, across the planet. So I'm very happy to do my part, and I want to thank you all for doing your bits. But it doesn't end here today. We've got to keep going. We've got to keep sending the message that domestic violence has no place in our community, has no place in our country. Thanks very much for being here. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for those words. Also, I know that children have left to go to school, but I want a big thank you to the participants in the walk today. 
We have some of the local schools. We had some of the local schools here. Asquith Girls, Asquith Boys, Normanhurst Boys, Hornsby South Public School, a couple of little fellows walking around, Mount Kohler Public, and we want to thank them very much for their participation. Also, a big thank you to Hornsby Council for their support, Hornsby Police, all the members of the Hornsby Karingai Domestic Violence Network, Sir Optimus International of Hornsby for funding the event this year, Catholic Care, White Ribbon, and Lang and Simmons for sponsorship of the barbecue. So today starts, marks the start of the United Nations 16 Days of Activism Against Gender Violence. Starting on November the 25th, the International Day to End Violence Against Women, through to December the 10th, International Human Rights Day. So please stay and visit the stores for information. White ribbons and bands here. There'll be henna painting and demonstrations from Fernal Health Club. Thank you to the Walk the Talk committee organisers for all their hard work and for putting the event together. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Stay in the Loop with Lucy. I actually also got the opportunity to interview each of the speakers and I will play those for you now. Without further ado, the police uh, local area commander from the Walk the Talk on Friday. I'm the commander at um, Karingai Local Area Command, yes. How do you see what the changes that you're bringing into that station reflecting in the community level when you were saying that there are two domestic violence calls out a day? Well, with that, can I say, is obviously part of um, Walk the Talk, as well as White Ribbon as such, is, is starting having a voice, giving a voice to the community dialogue that domestic violence violence against women, violence against children is not acceptable. It's a crime and the police will take action. We ask that, and, and the police are endeavouring to work with both local communities as well as um, organisations in terms of providing support services um, that allow people the confidence to come forward and report the crime. We understand we get called to, as I said, in excess of 750 incidents that relate to domestic violence. Um, so far this year and that, that equates to two a day. Now with that I also, we, we, do, we collect data and we analyse, we, we put in place measures in terms of um, having liaison officers and support services to assist victims when we have charged an individual. And that's through the entire process in terms of they obviously meet police on the day or the night that they are called in and then and the follow up in terms of victim care trying to give information to victims and then supporting them through that court process. It is a crime. We want people to stand up, speak out and act. May I ask if you need the woman or the person who's the victim to uh, press charges or if you're able to press charges on their behalf? No, what happens is anybody can ring to. It's, it's about a community issue as well, like a cultural shift. If individuals hear something that is happening, and we do, we get lots of calls in terms of those issues when, when people are scared for others. Um, they call the police. The police attend the premises. We actually collect evidence. If there's information there that we are given, whether it's through the victim, speaking through the victim, or even our own observations, if there is sufficient evidence there, we will charge that person. Thank you very much, and thank you for the taking the time to talk to us. No, thank you very much, Lucy. So how about that? That's really important to know. I'm not sure if 
um, if you are aware of that. But there is, um, you are able to support your neighbours um, and people or friends and family if you hear. Albert Einstein said, The world is a dangerous place, not because of those who do evil, but because of those who look on and do nothing. And there was another police commander that coined the phrase, the standard you walk by is the standard you accept. So if we're, as a community, trying to say that uh, gender violence is wrong and we want to be the change we want to see in the world, we want to see that change, go out, buy your white ribbons and then walk your talk. Uh, If you see something that isn't uh, right, then speak up. Uh, There are... There are numbers that you can call. Obviously, if you are in immediate danger, then you call triple zero. You can report the crime anonymously, which is one eight hundred triple three triple zero, or otherwise you can call um, a twenty four hour seven day a week hotline, which provides counselling, information, and referral, which is called one eight hundred Respect. So that's one eight hundred seven three seven seven three two. I'll give you some more um, information lines or uh, where to get help as we go through the show, if you need it or if you know someone who needs it. But first up, let's have uh, Matt Keane just after he'd done his speech. One of the things you talked about is, as a man talking about this issue, it's important to talk with your friends and and cut any behaviour that is supposedly joking but actually is perpetuating the cycle of abuse and and domestic abuse that we have as normal. Yeah, absolutely. We need to bring about cultural change in our communities, in our country indeed, and that starts with doing basic things. It starts with ensuring that any actions that disrespect women are called out for what they are. Any actions that disrespect women, uh, we have a zero tolerance towards. So that's not just the role of me as a community leader, that's all of our roles. We need to make sure that you know, we're raising better sons, we're being better brothers, we're being better fathers, we're being better mates, and that we make sure that all our relationships are treated respectfully and, um, and we bring about that change that needs to happen. So when we, we've heard a lot of talk about the locker room and what's allowed in the locker room and you've just got to let it go, that's not okay, is it? I don't think it's okay at all. And it would greatly concern me that um, the American electorate sought to overlook something that I thought was pretty appalling. Um, let's hope that the new president uh, realises the error of his ways and says that it's unacceptable and sends a very strong message to the community. But that's certainly what I want to do as the member for Hornsby. I want to send a very strong message that violence against women, uh, disrespect towards women, is not only unacceptable, it's un-Australian. Thank you very much. So there we go. Un-Australian, unacceptable. And, I, I, you know, that's how we've got to see it. We have got to see that it's unacceptable. We have to be the change. And, you know, a call out that any actions that disrespect women are called out for what they are. I Again, why restrict ourselves to women? Why not say any actions that call, that are disrespectful? Let's call them out. Let's actually change what we call as normal. You know, I every single show, probably, who knows? I feel like it's just my my thing. I, I hate sarcasm. Sarcasm may seem funny to the person who thinks they're extremely witty, but there is someone on the receiving end of that sarcasm. And while you're having a laugh, someone else might very well be feeling belittled, um, abused, uh, disrespected by your humour. And 
um, we've we kind of got to call out, well, is that really humour? If it makes another person feel bad, it's funny until you're on the receiving end, ultimately. If your sister, your brother, your child is on the receiving end, you all of a sudden go, hmm, maybe actually um, I've done that. And I speak from experience because I think I was pretty good at sarcasm. I certainly... Um, got very used to it when I was growing up as a as a humor and as a wit but I just I don't know I don't think it is very funny someone else who didn't mention it by name as sarcasm but also calls for people to uh, be responsible for what they say is Stephen Woodhill who was who is a white ribbon ambassador so I'm going to play his interview now and then uh, I'll come back for more shortly. You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM. You're in marketing and PR, aren't you, Stephen? Yeah, that's right. I run my own company. And so you know the importance of that message that we hand out. But you're also walking the talk. You have four girls. What I heard in your speech was you're, the responsibility of you as a man with your mates in your private life, in your work life, wherever you go, actually calling out behavior and language that people are taking as normal that actually is um, continuing a cycle of verbal or um, an inequality perhaps. I, that's exactly right. I, this is all about respect. You expect respect so therefore you should be respecting other people and as I said this morning it's simply not good enough to go to a sporting club, to go to a pub, to go out with mates and catcall or make crude comments about a woman walking past you or in the next table or whatever. And so many times we hear of instances like this. And the way I address it is simply to say to people, that's, I call it out, I'm not happy with that. What if that was your daughter or your wife and there were people at the next table saying the same kind of things? Now, it is simply not good enough. And it's that lack of respect at that point, which if not checked, can lead, I'm not saying it leads all the time to, to, to worse things, but it's the lack of respect that is the beginning of the problem. We nip that in the bud and we, we, we can be a much better society as a whole. But people, men have, men have got to stand up and say it's not good enough. Another thing you mentioned in your speech this morning was that initially you found it difficult to know what to do or what to say. What would you say to a, another man who's in that same situation? They're, they don't, just don't know. They can hear it. How do you do it? It's very difficult, um, particularly when you're young and you're first starting out because you want to be seen as uh, one of the cool guys who have been cool with everybody else. Well, two things. It's not cool. And if you've got a sister, you know you don't want her mistreated, so it's not cool. And when you're older and you have daughters of your own, it's seriously not cool. So the, the trick with this is simply to put yourself, firstly, in the woman's position, I wouldn't like it, and then put it, say you're her sibling or her father or, or whatever, and say, I have a duty to stand up. Now, if that means that you're going to get, be mocked for 20 minutes or something in your workplace or in the pub, so be it. But at least you know you've been true to yourself. It's simply not good enough. There are no excuses for not standing up. I always find that if one person stands up, it gives the opportunity for another person to go, yeah, I'm with him. I, I don't think it's all right either, but it's the first person to stand up that, that takes the courage. And actually, we all could be that person that gives voice to another. Oh, exactly. It's, the, the bottom line is this is not easy. But if we are, it, like days like today, like White Ribbon Day is so important because people 
um, think more about, become more aware of the issue. And if I know that I'm, I have a, a society behind me, I'm going to be much more uh, confident about standing up and saying my piece. And I think the one message I wanted to leave today was A, it's not good enough, and B, there are people who agree with you, and if you stand up, we're right there with you. You don't have to do this by yourself, and that's how we change society. Thank you so much. You are listening to Triple H 100.1 FM and stay in the loop with Lucy. Today's show is all about White Ribbon Day, about raising awareness of the 16 Days of Activism Against Gender Violence campaign, which is ideally going to turn the world orange. Orange the world. It feels like a really weird way around to say it, so I keep getting tongue-tied about it. But there you go. Point is, wear your white ribbon, Um, turn your Facebook and Twitter profile to have the orange tag underneath it that just says you're going to make a stand. Um, I loved what Stephen Woodhill said. uh, You know, if you want to be seen as the cool guy, it's really not cool. And he said not cool so many times. I I really loved it. I go, yes, it's not cool. Don't be a bystander. You have a responsibility to stand up. Speak up, speak out. Uh, we have to be the change that we want to see. Now, the reason um, I'm going to play you now the first part, I've I've split it into two parts. The first part of the interviews that I did as we were walking around, um, you'll have to bear in mind that everyone's walking and talking and trying not to trip over branches, trees, unsteady pathways, get run over by cars, yes, crossing roads, and um, people sound a little... uh, pensive at times because it's a big subject so, but I feel that you will get a real snapshot uh, of the first half of the interviews that I did the second half will be coming in the um, uh, in the next in the next show that I do next week so for part one on Triple H 100.1 FM and stay in the loop with Lucy walk the talk and I have three Northernhurst high school boys with me Samuel Daniel and Hugo, welcome. Hello. Hello. Lovely to be here. What does it mean to you to be here, Daniel? Well, personally, I feel like um, with the issue of domestic violence, um, it's not... It's heavily centred around men, and it's very important to show women that we do actually care, even though it's not necessarily centred around us, and we're actively trying to help to make a change. Especially at a boys' school, we really need to take steps against this. And that's why this is a joint prefect and social justice committee initiative. So by doing this, we want to show other schools that we are taking steps towards equality. I'm just going to quickly go the other side so that I can get Hugo and not get run over. Thank you to the police for protecting us as we cross the road. I think it's a a really good idea for a a boys' school to set a really strong example about going against domestic violence. So being um, from a boys' school, from a secondary school, we really want to send an example for younger people and really show that it's time to talk and speak out against women's domestic violence so that hopefully as our generation grows up, the issue no longer becomes prevalent into the future. Uh, what I hear you say also is that you're aware that there is a responsibility for you as you grow up to actually see that you can be the change you want to see in the world and you can walk the talk to inspire others to feel the same. Absolutely. That's 
really the example we want to set and we really hope that it'll, it'll catch on with other people and really grow into a broader movement. That's, that's our goal. And are you part of, are you one of the prefects or are you the part of the social justice group? I'm, I'm one of the members of the social justice committee. So that's one of our key values is to really spread awareness of social issues and make sure that appropriate actions being taken by taking part in events like this and really taking community action, not only at the school, but also in the community. And you've got a... Um You've got a White Ribbon Day coming up at your school, haven't you? This isn't just one moment. This is something that you are actively doing as, a, as a, um, an ongoing project. Yes. Um, actually, our school has been a strong campaigner for White Ribbon Day. And every year we run a prefect afternoon tea and invite many schools, the leaders of many schools, to our school to talk about these issues and to raise money for the Hornsby Women's Shelter. In addition, we've also run trivia nights to support the Hornsby Women's Shelter, and it's been very successful so far. Fantastic. Thank you very much for interviewing with me. Thank you. So I've uh, moved up the line a little bit now, still crossing roads, and still thanking all these amazing police officers, making sure we don't get hit by cars while we're multitasking. Um, I'm here with Sean and Matt from Norman Hurst Boys. Now, are you prefects or are you in the, on the Social Justice Committee as well? Uh, I'm a prefect in Mets. I'm Social Justice. So, Sean, what made you want to come on this walk today? I don't know. Like, I'm a pretty big supporter when it comes to like supporting stopping violence against women because that's, that's a really big issue like, in today's society. And like even our prefect afternoon tea, which we are having, that's uh, all our donations which we're having, which is going to be $10 per person, is all going to go to um, to White White Ribbon Foundation. All right, I'm going to switch around the other side and get Matt. Why are you here? Uh, I I feel very strongly about women's violence, and I've there's been a couple of close family friends to my family who have had um, their mothers or daughters being victims of women's violence, and I I feel like it's this is a really uh, worthy cause to help help lower the numbers of that. Can you see how you can be the change that you want to see in the world? I, I think I can. I don't think I could by myself, but I think if more people um, supported and took stands and, uh, and um, participated in events such as these, it could really make a difference in the world. I think this, this would be a great way to learn more and especially spread the message of this to the um, greater public as well. Yeah. Thank you very much, Matt. I'm here with the girls from Ask Us Girls High, who we're on the um, Community Against Violence Walk the Talk in Hornsby, and everybody has abandoned you. Are you, what's your <laughs> name? Um, my name's Laura. Laura, you are clearly leading. Yeah. I'll go around the others. Yeah. Um, can you tell me why you felt it was important that Ask Us Girls was represented yeah. here today? Sure. So, um, Ask Us Girls, particularly as an all-girls school, I feel that we have a really strong obligation to stand up for our fellow women in combating violence in the community. And I also really feel like since it's such a prevalent issue and so many women that will experience it in their lifetimes, I just feel it's really important that we're all out in force to assist in with the Community Against Violence walk. Yeah. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. What's your name? I am Melanie. Melanie, why do you feel it's important that you're here? 
Um, I think it's important that we get out here to just show everyone in our age group that they can stand up for what they believe in and, and they can make a difference. That's the thing that I'm hearing a lot today is that if we actually all stand up and um, and they show that we can make a difference. Together we make quite a large crowd. Yeah, that's right. Like, as you can see today, there's, there's quite a lot of us here and we're stopping the traffic and everyone's seeing what we're doing here. So it's not just a small thing. Like We're showing people what we can do. Beautiful. Thank you very much. What's your name? Hi, I'm Alicia. Alicia, tell me what brings you here this morning. Um, well, I'm just very passionate about this cause because I have known some people that have been in this situation before and I feel that if we get the word out that we can help raise awareness for it and if we raise awareness it will hopefully decrease the problem. Do you think it breaks down barriers when we all show that we can stand together? I believe it does break down barriers and I feel when we all stand together as one it can help spread the word. Thank you very much, much appreciated. I'm here with Alison, who is the, the teacher who has volunteered to bring the girls this morning. Thank you, Alison. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. I think it's a really great cause, and I think it's great that at an all-girls school we can um, get together and demonstrate our um, you know, value of a really important cause. Do you find that in a girls' school it, it's important to raise awareness of what's normal and what isn't in terms of the, um, the relationships and, and abuse within relationships? Absolutely. I think that um, sometimes in society um, things happen and if we're not aware that they're not acceptable because of our circumstances or what we're exposed to, then it does get normalised. and. Walks like these are really important for ensuring that everyone's aware that relationships need to be respectful and um, if they're not then there's a lot of ways that people can speak up about that and change the situation. Will you be doing anything else at school? Will you be taking the experience that you've had here back to the rest of the school? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we're going to be part of um, a program um, with the, uh, the police and they were going to have a guest speaker coming out but unfortunately there was a little bit of a change in things so that's not going to happen but we're definitely in that program next year and the girls will be taking back the messages that they got today to the assembly and, and delivering them to the whole school. Um, there's a group at school that are currently um, a small year eight group that's doing their own project about uh, awareness for things like domestic violence as well so it's certainly something uh, we feel very strongly about. We've had um, the speaker from the Hornsby Women's Shelter out. The SRC uh, has a fundraising initiative for the Women's Shelter next year. So it's something that's really important to us at Asquith. Thank you very much. Thanks for taking yeah, the time. Not a problem. Awesome. It's joy. I'm here uh, to support uh, this walk, but it's more to support my church against violence. What church are you from? Uh, the Catholic uh, Diocese of Broken Bay. Do you feel that there's more awareness about domestic violence now in the community? I think so, but uh, I don't think people talk about it when you're the victim. That's because uh, there's shame associated to it. Yes. And it's so personal to talk about. It is, isn't it? The thing I have noticed is that if, if we don't say this happens to anyone regardless of where they're from, where they live, um, we, we normalise it somehow. So that's why I feel it's important for me to, to give people the opportunity to talk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with Lucy now. 
Lucy, what brought you to this event? Um, everyone just wants to make a little bit of difference and um, contribute to improving the world. And this is one of those causes that um, needs a little bit of a step up in the community, a little bit more awareness. I'm hearing a lot this morning that people don't feel that we talk about the problem enough of violence in our community and particularly violence against women. Do you find that the case? Um, definitely. And um, as an early childhood educator, I'm uh, trying to work towards uh, a solution in uh, the education from the very beginning um, in talking about consent um, and respect for one another and um, the rules of our bodies. And um, so that's something that uh, is in my personal mission. So we're on a, a walk today called Walk the Talk and you are being an example of how one person can make a difference by actually implementing what you know and, and readdressing what some people might call normal in their homes, coming to school and going, actually, this is normal. Absolutely. Um, having come from a broken home myself, um, where both parents um, showed times of violence, it's, um, it's something that if you, if you grew up with it and you think it's normal, it's not until you experience a few uh, romantic relationships that might um, be violent that you actually think enough's enough, this isn't normal, and you reach out. And I think we need to cut that cycle a little bit earlier. Thank you very much, Lucy. No worries. Hi, John. What brings you here this morning? Um probably support White Ribbon Day. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit disappointing not to see many men here. You are standing tall and representing a number, I hope. Yeah, it'd be good to see the two boys girls, nominous boys and us boys, sort of organise it so the whole school turns up. Maybe get these kids a bit... Well, you never get them too young in some cases, but if you get in, maybe if you've got much School, young school age and maybe able to um, instill some better values. I don't know how, what the answer is. but It is about getting in there young, isn't it? It's about rebalancing yeah, well, what they might call normal. Changing your core values and beliefs. Like, if you believe it's alright to hit someone, uh, you're going to go ahead and do it because you don't feel bad about it. Yeah. And going ahead and hitting someone who's Weaker than you. That's pretty, pretty despicable thing, really. I mean, like I guess the, after the first time you try anything, yeah. you may have hesitation the first time about doing it. But if you did something and got away with it the first time, it's more, it's just follow suit that you're gonna, they're gonna continue the behaviour and that's, I. Yeah. I've only, my ex-boss, um, Mr. Bass, she's ex-wife, and after a year of working with him, they split up, and she didn't tell me why, and he didn't tell me why, but about a year later, I got in con she got in contact with me. She needed some work done on a fence, yeah. and I knew a carpenter. And he said, no, oh, didn't he tell you why we broke up? He used to bash me every night. And I think the thought of him becoming found out and because he, he went going fishing with all my friends and we'd spend a lot of time together and 
I think my mates would have dropped him overboard if they knew he was a woman basher. So what you take back from here today, you said at the beginning of this interview that you were disappointed there weren't more men here. Do you, can you raise that within your community and say within your mates and say, hey, we should all have been out there today? Yeah, um, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. So there you go. That was just a small snapshot of the interviews that I did in the day. Uh, I, I can't go without playing a quick one from Judy Griffin. Um, and then I'll go to some music and we'll we'll come in and we'll close out the show. But it, to me, this is the start of a conversation. It's not the end of the conversation at all. And there are some gems in there given by the young people. And Lucy, who is going, who's working in schools and giving a reflection to young children in schools that of what is normal so she has a benchmark that she has set for herself for what is what are decent human relations um, what's a decent way to uh, to talk to each other what's a decent way to um, what what are the boundaries in your body what is appropriate touching what isn't um, so that they have ownership over their space their personal space and she's she's taking that she's walking that in her day-to-day Uh, I'm going to leave the final little interview and then I'll come back just quickly to Julie Griffin. A couple of minutes. Amazing woman who has the... I don't know where she gets her energy from. Um, Bless her heart. Saw her yesterday as we were doing an outside broadcast, going to try and get some support for her back, which she put out lifting copious amounts of water. So um, big shout out to Judy Griffin and the Seroptimist International of Hornsby. I will put links on my website with the blog, with the um, podcasts of this show. Here is Judy Griffin. I will be back just after this. I'd like to take my hat off to you. You and your team of Seroptimists have brought together Walk the Talk today, kicking off 16 days of acti- activism against gender violence. And we had a good turnout this morning in Hornsby to do a, a walk led by Matt Keane and the um, Jenny Schultz. You had schools here, you had uh, young women, young men, and older men, and dogs. <laughs> a dedicated team. Is this how you pictured it? Yes, it's, we've, this is the, the, probably the third year we've done it in this this capacity. Another time we did it, we walked from Asquith Golf Cars, of course, where, we, where we'd actually had a breakfast. But the trouble with the White Ribbon breakfast is that you're there and you're talking to the converted. So we thought, well, we want to get it out there. And, and what better way than to start the walk from here? And because the council, Hornsby Council, gives us this, this um, van that you can do the sausage sizzle on, it's, it's great. So we thought, well, we'll do that. We get sponsorship this year. Last year we were sponsored by Catholic Care. This year we've been sponsored by Seroptimus International. And so we can give out um, free sausage sizzles to the walkers and make it a fun event. And obviously the whole whole idea is, is to create awareness about violence against women because we just need to change the culture of society. I think you'll be very pleased when you hear what people have said because you can really see there's a change in movement and it's really being inspired through the younger generation to start walking the talk, which is why it's perfect that you have that as your, as your banner. Yeah. And you have followed up by having a lot of resources here 
for people who might be able to offer assistance to general public just walking through. That's correct, yes, yes. So rather than just everyone pack up and go home at 8.30, we've continued it on. So we'll be here till 11 o'clock. And if anyone wants any information to come, and there's a lady here doing henna painting, which is quite, quite nice. And uh, hopefully... Um, it just creates a community event. And Hornsby community has been really, really supportive, especially of the women's shelter that we started up a couple of years ago. And I think the message is getting out now to the Hornsby community. Thank you very much, Judy, and congratulations again. Thank you. So there you go. Judy Griffin and her team. Uh, there have to be um, a, a few thank yous for what they managed to uh, put together yesterday. It was the third Walk the Talk, and um, Julie Griffin and Fiona Zhu, the Hornsby Local Area Command Multicultural Liaison Officer, put that together. We had um, Superintendent Jenny Schultz. We had uh, the MP Matt Keane. We had Stephen Woodhill. We had uh, students from you know, Asquith Girls and Normanhurst Boys and some of the uh, junior schools, primary schools. And actually those... Those primary schools are quite important because they're going into an environment. Um, you know, they might see it at home. When we see the statistics of one in four children are exposed to domestic violence, we have to understand that this isn't about us talking about adults and just adult business and what goes on behind closed doors. It affects all of us. What we see in our childhood affects how we're going to behave in our adult life, what we take as normal. If you take the the um, the belittling of women, the, the locker room conversation as normal, then you're not going to say anything when someone else does it. But when it actually affects someone you love deeply, you start to get an understanding that actually it isn't cool and we have an opportunity to change that. And thank you, Stephen Woodhill, for saying that. Stand up, speak out, speak up. Don't be a silent bystander. Now, young people, as came from the Norman Hurst boys interviews, young people need to see others standing up to give them confidence to say they're not alone. So I call all the men who are listening, and we may have a few because, of course, Tony Dawson is about to go live at... Waitara Oval. So we may have a few men listening, a few more men than normal on a Sunday morning. I put a call out to you to be the change that actually young people need to see in the world. Stand up to give others the confidence that they're not alone. Be a leader and by being the change you want to see in the world and encouraging others to do the same. The area that uh, we can get support, I think it's probably very important to say because um, family, family and domestic violence uh, it can be uh, threatening, it can be violent, coercive, controlling. Um, it, can, it, it is intended to cause the family or household member to be fearful. Uh, it, it includes physical, verbal, emotional, sexual or psychological abuse, neglect, financial abuse, stalking, harm um, to an animal or property, restricting spiritual or cultural participation and exposing children to the effects of behaviour. There is um, there are a number of uh, flyers out. This one I'm reading from is the Department of Human Services where family and domestic violence, it's time to say enough. Now the, um, the referral card that they give and the, the numbers that they offer are 1800respect.org.au 
And the telephone number for that is 1-800-737-732. They will be on the website. There's the Family Relationship Advice Line. There's Men's Line Australia. And there's Financial Counselling Australia. Now, the Men's Line Australia, don't forget, we did International Men's Day last week. And it was really important because we understood that men need support to be able to express and learn how to express. And there's an awesome lifeline interview with how to start those steps um, for doing that. So please go on to the Stay in the Loop with Lucy website and link back to that. And I will, uh, the link to that is on the uh, Triple H Stay in the Loop with Lucy page. Um, I thank you for listening today. We will have the second part of this show next Sunday. Remember that regardless of what has happened or is happening to you in your life, you are and always will be amazing. The key is to reconnect to that space and learn to build a relationship with your body so you can recognize when your body is trying to tell you something is not quite right, either to speak up, speak out, and then seek support with the appropriate service, be that mental or physical health. Look for support in the community. It is there, and as you'll see, Throughout my shows, I'll always direct you to what is locally available here. The podcast for today's show will be available through the Stay in the Loop with Lucy website and on SoundCloud. And if you want to get updates, then please remember to like the um, at Stay in the Loop with Lucy Facebook page and then you will get notifications when I post. Till next week's show, remember to take a moment to look after you, to connect with the amazing people in our community be kind, be caring, be love, be all of you. You have been listening to Stay in the Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM. Till next week, signing out.